calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Good morning. Good evening. How are you guys doing? You doing okay? Good. I'm glad. I'm so glad to hear it. We're back with another episode with another guest. I hope you're excited. We have Zach Teague of House Party. Um, If you're in New York City, you should definitely go to that show. And before I forget, Zach and Drew are actually doing a smaller show at Union Hall called Popper's Cauldron on October 29th at 10 p.m. at Union Hall. It's going to be a fucking blast. Um, If you've never seen them perform, you gotta. They're great. I love it. Uh, And you're going to love it. Um, You can also follow Zach at Zach Teague, Z-A-C-H-T-E-A-G-U-E on the Instagrams. And then House Party Show, H-A-U-S. Zach is so much fun to talk to, so easy to talk to. We talk pandemic relationships. We talk a little bit about the pandemic and like our identity through it or like our re- finding i wouldn't say redefinition but like refinding we talk a little bit of drugs talk a little bit about um pop tarts and how much froyo sucks um i had some recently and i was like right froyo's not good because it's because i'm always expecting ice cream and it's not ice cream (laughs) i'm just gonna stop fucking talking enjoy please remember to rate like subscribe share follow awkward sex and city on all the socials have a good time i'll see you on the other side So I did, what was it? It was last week. I was walking home and I went by Art Cafe and I was like, I know that person singing right now with great choreography. <laughs> was that a new song for you and Drew? It's like kind of new. We we wrote it last December and like made a music video, but we do have a new, we have a show on Friday and we do have a new song. Oh, is that Savannah's show? Ghost Town? No, it's, we are doing Ghost Town, but ours is on Friday, the, ne- the next day at 10 p.m. I fucking love that. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. yeah. Exciting stuff. Um, I saw that you had posted, uh, I think it was like someone wrote a comment about your like latest music video and it was just like, Jesus Christ. Like, 
how do you deal with like shitty comments like that? I know. Sorry that I'm bringing it up. No, I'm I'm glad you did. I mean, I was. I mean, a I took a Ritalin and uh, somehow ended up on the comments of one of our videos, which like went like got, like went pretty viral on TikTok. But I never looked at the comments, and some of the comments were just like. I mean, we say like gays were invented by the Democrats. It's a fact we're a mirage. And people were just like either like angry that we were gay or like angry that we weren't gay enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. One was like too gay. And I was like, first off, how is someone too gay? And then I was like, not gay enough. And I was like, how can you not be gay? Like, no, you can't. Right. I, I just, it blew my mind. I like, I can't even imagine. I know. It's just, you know, everyone's gatekeeping and... I think it was just wild because Drew and I like aren't deep comedian comedians. We're not trying to like make a statement. I think what's really interesting is that people are mad about what we're saying, but I think like maybe the social commentary is how people react to it uh, of us. Mm -hmm. literally just us being two gays talking about nothing. It, it still upsets people because we're only ever speaking from experience like someone else was getting mad because we were like joking around about ketamine in one of our videos it's like if you're gonna joke about ketamine you need to be bringing awareness to it and i'm like well that's not what we're doing here like we're just like joking around about us being stupid yeah like you're allowed to talk about a party dog that is now also being used for like depression like you're why are people like not allowed to talk about that it'd be what you said it perfectly it's like this weird gatekeeping of like right. you have to do this a certain way and if not then like fuck you you're a terrible piece of shit right it's like the vibe that i got from these comments yeah and i think like as long as you're not being problematic i think you just have to like be okay with you're gonna have like you're always gonna have haters but like there are people who will love what you're doing and will be coming back to see like what you're gonna post next or like put out next and like that's all that really matters right <laughs> absolutely oh absolutely and you both like every music video that i've seen is just like gorgeous and hilarious like i love watching it it has to me it's like flight of the concords but way gayer oh i love that i haven't thought about that okay oh, i love it i'm gonna steal that please do okay it's like more bright colors i love it which reminds me bright colors just reminds me after this i need to tell you about this um beanie company that i get beanies from that you can like put specific things on the beanie so i have a green one like yours that says pizza slut Oh, fun. Yeah, I'm gonna I'll message you afterwards. But you can put like you could put house party on it. Like it'd be perfect. Oh, and it's all these bright colors. Amazing. And they're Brooklyn based too. Like they're like a Brooklyn based company. I think I would get one and I wanted to say hog girl. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yes. Yes, please. Yes, hog mistress, hog hog queen or something. <laughs> Do people always think you and Drew are an item? A thousand. Oh my god, a thousand percent. Really? Yes. People always think that we're dating. I don't know why. I don't think the chemistry is there. I don't I don't know. I don't know why. I think people just assume that like two it's kind of like when like you meet like a semi problematic straight girl and they're like, Oh my god, you have to meet my gay friend. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> people just assume that we're dating all the time. <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say like would you ever like date him you're like no the chemistry is not there no it's not i mean like we've made out before but who has it? Well, who has yeah who hasn't who hasn't been like <laughs> super fucked up and like oh i should be careful i don't want people to get mad at that 
I'm talking about drugs. Okay. <laughs> um, no, but like, you know, you make out with your friends. I've made out with my girlfriends too. Yeah, it just, it's a thing. It happens. Yeah, we're not dating. But you are, but you are dating someone, yeah? Yeah. Or did I make that up? Yeah, we've been dating for like a year and a half. He's the best. Sure. Yeah, a long time. So you met in COVID then, year and a half? Yeah, we met on Hinge in COVID, like day three of lockdown. Matt. Oh, shit. Matt. <laughs> with quotations. <laughs> so you met met virtually and then when did you meet for the first time because that was a very weird time when people were like are we allowed to leave like are we allowed to meet strangers well we so he was in rhode island i was in new york mm -hmm. like, i'm from texas so i was like i'm not gonna get on a plane to go home i'll just suffer so we were on hinge talking for like a couple days and then we had like our first date we had like a martini date on facetime and then we like chatted huh? every day for like probably six or seven weeks. And then like late April, he was like, I'm just going to come back because I want to meet you, which we met in person, which you weren't supposed to be doing, but we did it anyway. And then, yeah, we pretty much like he got back and like, like the next day we were like, we're boyfriends. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. And that's hard too, because it can be like really easy to have great chemistry via text. And then face to face, it's like, Oh, there's nothing here. I know. Well, we were panicking before we met each other. We we're like, okay, we're in a pandemic and like we're risking seeing each other. And like also, I don't, it's just, it was just not okay to do that. So yeah, we were like really nervous. And then we saw each other and we were like touching each other's faces like, <laughs> you're real. <laughs> this is what you look like as if you were blind. I literally, like reading Braille. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't worry though i had um a guest like last year 2020 early 2020 that was like please can you please edit out that we met in person i don't want any hate for that and it was just because like we didn't know literally and even i was like a little judgy i was like oh you kissed a stranger in april um and now like now we know much more but um i was definitely that bitch uh, for sure <laughs> that bitch i mean i would have been that bitch too but like you know I was also, yeah, I don't know. I just, I did not tell anyone for a while. And then obviously people were like, of course you met up. Like you're fucking, you're dating. <laughs> you're dating. Like what? And everyone was like, who is this? Like you just like have a boyfriend now. Like, like where do you come from? Oh my God. I love that. Where in Texas are you from? Um, San Antonio. Okay. I went last week for the first time ever, not San Antonio, Austin. I had a wedding, a friend's wedding there. Wedding. So many weddings. Right? Girl. It's like back to back. It doesn't. I just finished my tour. Like, <laughs> I just, my contract ended. That's what it fucking feels like. Uh, it's like weekend after weekend. And you're just like, oh man, here we go. Yeah. Start eating like Coke for them to like stay awake. Literally. Past nine. Yeah, just a bump. Just a little, just a, just, what, just a bump. Just a boosh. Just, <laughs> just a little bit of the devil's dust. <laughs> the devil's dandruff. <laughs> Wait, where are you from? So I'm from Virginia. I always make it weird. My dad was in the military, so we moved around a lot. Yeah. But I always just say, like, Virginia. Like, that's where we, like, settled. Cadet Kelly. <laughs> Is that where she was in Virginia? I don't know, but she was, like, a little army brat. So Cadet Kelly vibes. Disney Plus during quarantine was, like, clutch. It was, like, I need to feel like a child again. I need to feel like someone is just, like, soothing me. It's so good. A lot of Princess Diaries, like, for sure. A lot of, um... 
Oh my god, Lizzie Gu- Lizzie McGuire had to watch. So good. I'm like a big. I'm a. I'm a Marvel gay. Um, Marvel. Marvel by. Marvel by. Marvel by. Marvel by. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So we love. You love Marvel. We love. Oh it, yeah. I mean, do I know the comics? Absolutely not. Do I love the movies? Fuck yeah. Yeah, me too. Okay, I'm not like big into the the comics. I will like look up like as I'm watching the movie like the you know like the Marvel wiki. I like look up someone's backstory. But like, yeah, no, no comics. But I love Marvel. Oh yeah, I thought, and it was just like all there on Disney. Yeah, Plus. and it's all there, and you watch it in order, and like every movie, like there's like so many movies, but all of them like are related in such like mm-hmm. I think a complex way. I think it's fascinating. A lot of people wouldn't think that, but I think I think it's fucking amazing. Oh no, I agree. I hundred percent agree. I'm very excited now that um. We had like the ultimate movie. I'm now interested to see like these new characters. Like I fucking loved. Oh my god, what's the one with Aqu- Aquafina? Oh, uh, Shang Chi. Yes, like it was so good. So, so good. And I felt like they weren't like promoting it at all. And I was like, no, this is gonna be like a sleeper hit. This shit's good. I know. I I wanted to go so badly, and like for weeks, I was like, Michael, my boyfriend, please come with me. He was like, no, 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 Marvel, stop it. I got him to go and he was like, this is, this is fucking awesome. Oh my God. Oh, so we've got like conflicting movie. Yeah. That can be hard when you're dating in pandemic. Yeah. He gives in more than I do. Like when I want to watch a movie, I want to see things blow up. I want to see a, like a strong female lead badass. And he wants to see like a corset. (laughs) He likes a period. He's, (laughs) He's like, if they're in corsets, if a girl is like writing her book and laying out all the pages on the floor like i'm in <laughs> like, <laughs> like he wants to watch that he just wants to watch like little women on repeat spoiler beth dies yeah spoiler beth's a bitch <laughs> no beth dies i'm sorry i'm sorry beth yeah but we both have a i think what we watch we can watch together a lot is the titanic because it has the corset with with the action with a strong female lead with Billy Zane, can't go Come wrong. On. Is anybody alive out there? I was watching a movie, uh, a horror movie, like '80s, and he was in it, like a young Billy Zane, and it was like, fuck. I have to, I have to remember what this is later, because I feel like you would like it, because I think it also had, I think it was one of the either one of the Freddies or one of the. Um, let me see if I can Google it. Is it crit? Is it critters? Oh, I think it was critters. When you got critters, you need all the help you can get. And if that isn't true, I don't know what is. I think I think that was it. Critters. I've never heard of critters. Because I mean, it's like one of those shitty eighty movies where you're like, it's almost campy, right? Oh, he's in a lot. Zombie killers. Wait, is this all him? Wait, he's he's like really hot to me. Oh, he's very. Oh, oh yeah. Peak Titanic for me is like peak Billy Zane. Like, cause I love uh, a 19th. I just got back from World War II vibe. He's got like that hair quaff. Oh yeah. He's so hot in Zoolander too. <laughs> yes. I could also see House Party making like, like if you guys ever did like an out, al- like a visual album, it would be like a Zoolander-esque. You girl. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Drew and I just were talking about this yesterday. We were like, we want to make a visual album. So badly. I love that. Like, and I think Zoolander would be a good, a good vibe, a good place to start. Right. Cause it'd be like a little campy, but it'd be like campy, but fashion. Yeah, exactly. 
Oh, it's so great. I love that. Just sponsored by L Train. <laughs> <laughs> hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. So with, not to go back to Michael, but with Michael, Going from like seven weeks of not seeing each other face to face then like reading Braille, did you just like immediately just like fuck? Or did you guys like wait? Was there like a waiting period? Was there like a negative test? Michael, COVID test for- Michael did we fuck immediately? My boyfriend's right here. Oh, yay. <laughs> did, we, did we fuck the second we met each other? Yeah, it took about 20 minutes, he said. <laughs> See, yes. I, the, my memory is better than his, but like he has a horrible horrible memory but mm-hmm. with when it comes to sex he's like, <laughs> he remembers literally everything he's like a lot more sexually driven than i am and i will be like when's that time we had sex and he'll be like um it's been um five five days four hours th- 30 minutes to i'm like okay all right we can fuck right now fine <laughs> <laughs> well like i don't know about you guys but in covid like i have a pretty high li- libido but in covid it was just like gone mm-hmm. i was like i can't i can't imagine doing anything like not even like masturbating i was like none of this makes sense anymore i want none of this i don't know if you had the same situation i have a really like inconsistent libido like when i'm horny mm. i'm horny and i want it to happen but i forget about sex a lot i don't know why that is like my boyfriend mm-hmm. and i had to like really navigate that in the beginning because like in the beginning we were fucking every day like once twice a day but like that's like the excitement about learning about each other's bodies and then like comes the next stage where like you like are getting to know each other like on an emotional deep level and i'm like more of like a I like the chase, not the chase, but I like the flirting before the sex and I don't need to like fuck every day. And when we stopped like fucking as much, it was like, is there something wrong with us? I don't know where that's going, but it's just Mm. to wrap up that like he's more sexual than I am. (laughs) No, I think that's a really good thing to talk about, too, just because a lot of times couples have different libidos and it can be very hard to navigate uh, especially if you're not openly communicating about it. And I had, um, I'm very sensitive about it because I had a partner that almost like used sex against me. Um, he had a lower libido. And so if he was like mad at me, almost like um, dangle it in front of me like a carrot. And then all of a sudden I would be like, it's been like three weeks. It's been like four weeks since we've had sex or something. And then he'd make me feel bad about it and be like, I can't believe you always just want to have sex. And it's like, I would like to be with you. Like, physically as well yeah you're like we should at least be fucking once a week like four weeks like 
That's a long time. Oh, yeah. It was a major red flag. Um, yeah, that's that's a red flag. No longer together. And now, like, in retrospect, there was just definitely just, like, toxic vibes on, like, both sides of just miscommunication and not talking about it. But, like, that's how... I feel like it's a good example of how bad it can go. Whereas like you and Michael are talking about it and like working through it that way, which is just a much healthier way to be in a relationship when you're learning about each other, both like physically and emotionally, like you were saying. Yeah. It's really weird. Like when you, cause like I've had plenty of boyfriends, but like whenever there's, we would get mad at each other, there would be like, fights like we would be like mean to each other say nasty things and like michael and i like we get annoyed with each other and get mad but we don't fight we talk to each other and like because neither of us ever want to hurt each other which is like so interesting we're never thinking about like i like need to like win in this i need to win because like then nobody wins you know exactly it's really interesting I know, isn't it? So it's like, to me, like the epitome of growth when all of a sudden you're like, I don't want to win. Mm -hmm. Like That's what it is. Like arguments aren't about winning. But every other argument I had been in with like a, a romantic partner was to win. Yeah. Or like to be seen. And like you said, we're the same. Like we won't yell and we won't argue. I'll get really mad and like walk away and need like five minutes and be like, okay, yeah. here I'm ready to talk. Because I don't know about Michael, but like my fiance, Aaron, he just is really, really good with words. And so when I'm angry, I'm just like, mm, 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 things like I can't get it out. So I have to like walk away and then come back. And then I'm like, here we go. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, I need you to hear, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. You need to gather your thoughts. Mm -hmm, that's, mm -hmm. that's me too. I usually have to like, we'll go to bed and the conversation won't be finished because like, I don't know what. I want to say, and I know I have to be very careful with my words because I can be like a piercing person. So I always have to wake up the next day and be like, this is what I think mm -hmm. a lot of the times because I shut down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's hard not to sometimes, especially like when yeah. that's kind of maybe what was like mirrored for you in the past, like to, to relearn that, not relearn, learn just more healthy tools with communicating. I'm a big fan of therapy. Therapy is amazing. Yep. One time, like, we hadn't fought in, like, six months, and I was like, isn't this a bad thing? And she was like, I don't know. It sounds like you guys just fucking communicate well. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. I always thought about that, too, because, like, Michael and I have never really been in, like, I think we've yelled at each other, like, a couple times, but we've never had, like, screaming matches. And I'm like, is that supposed to happen? Like, no, I don't. I think you're fine. I think that just comes from like boomers being like, it's relationships are really hard and you're going to fight a lot. But it's coming from like a generation that was not taught how to communicate. Yeah. And now we're learning to communicate in a much like healthier way. And it's like, oh, you don't have to be in screaming matches to like, yeah. get your point across. I think I, to me, it sounds very healthy. I think it's a pretty healthy relationship. Yay. It is. It's really nice. Oh, is he just in the background? Like, yeah. <laughs> He's sitting there. He's just sitting there. He also has um, a vape that I want a little bit of. And he won't pass it over. <laughs> oh, no. Pass the vape. <laughs> you pass that vape. Pat, wait, can I, can I vape? Can I vape on air? Oh, my God. Okay. Of course. <laughs> jewel? Is that a jewel? Because there's like multiple ones now, right? It's a uh, Miley. Sponsored by Miley Cyrus. But sponsored by Miley Cyrus. You know who actually. Well, it's 
it's both Michael and Carolina Teresa who introduced me to the disposable vape. <laughs> we were on the road um, last month, her and Melissa, who just, again, amazing comedians and people. Shout out. And Carolina had this like really cool crop top that had like puffy sleeves and she couldn't find her Miley. And it turned out it was in her like actual sleeve. Yeah, oh my God. She really? like put it here and it like gone into it. But she was like, I can't find it. And I was like, oh no, like I know that's like, that's like, that's so hard. But it was like, where is this? Like you, you just had it in the car. She's the best. We should do like a four person episode with like me, you, Carolina, Melissa, Marie. Oh my God. I love that. Just a pitch. Just a pitch. <laughs> I would love that. Marie scares the shit out of me. I love her so much. I'm obsessed. And anytime like she does my show, she'll like hang out afterwards. And I'm like, I'm like, why are you still here? Like you're like famous. She's the funniest person I've ever met in my life. In my life. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's really no one like her. She doesn't write jokes. Like she just gets on stage and like cr- makes fucking magic. It's like, uh, anyway, the show oh is God. sponsored by Marie. cut to to commercial if you uh she just got a gig right i feel like i saw on instagram because i definitely saw her on instagram and i was like fuck yeah yeah she always be working she always she she pays the rent she's so cool i just all of them are so great sydney like just watching her get to like um fucking tour with chelsea handler is like fuck yeah i know it's insane i'm like we're all in a like we all lost jobs in the pandemic and then there are people that are just like, no more jobs. <laughs> <laughs> more thriving. I, I, know, I know. How, how was it for you in the pandemic? Like I immediately like went on unemployment and honestly it was like the best thing in the world for me. Well, like mentally and physically. That's yeah. Same girl. Like, did you have a day job before? I did. I worked at Trader Joe's oh. when like shit would hit the fan and I was like, I cannot, I cannot do this anymore. It's so interesting because I think we were all like, I mean, this, I mean, we've all probably talked about this ad nauseum, but like we were all just in really shitty situations. And then it took a shitty situation to get us out and like kind of like recreate our life. But Mm -hmm. I was working at Lululemon for four and a half years. Oh, fuck. That had to be really hard. Girl. I can't imagine the customers. Girl, I still have trauma. Like I can't walk into, like if I'm shopping at a store, I find myself folding and like fixing i'm not kidding like i'll take like michael like we'll go shopping and he'll like look at something take it off the hanger and put it back and i'm like that's you have to fix it like i'm always scared someone's gonna come out and like yeah oh my god uh or not yell like try to develop me oh yeah i used to work at urban outfitters that's one of my first jobs and oh my god wild I'm the a, development the development i'm like girl we work we we work at a clothing store and you're trying to develop me like i i mean we could have a whole like two-hour podcast about my lemon days (laughs) but like i quit in like december 2019 and i was like okay like the comedy's going well i can be freelance cut three months later and i'm like okay i'm never doing that again like i'm just gonna have a like a good i got a good day job and i'm like until i absolutely don't need a day job anymore like i'm just gonna do like just you know work during the day and do comedy at night yeah 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 i know i totally get that yeah i remember we um you guys were about to like start touring like on east coast i remember that yeah we were chatting about Mm -hmm. it yeah exactly yeah i was so excited for you guys um yeah like awkward sex had like hit hit like its stride we had like over 500 people at like one of the last shows before COVID hit and it was just like at first it was like watching all your work crumble and you're like, what was this for? 
But then it was just like, for me personally, it was like very nice to be like, even after all this shit and kind of almost having to restart, it was like, oh, I still do want to perform. Like, I still like it. Yeah. It's getting to reconnect with myself and not having like all these jobs be as what I thought was my identity was cool. Yeah. Like, I thought like that's how everyone saw me. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. That was freeing. That's so interesting. I feel the same way. Like, being like, as you know, being a comedian, it's like you measure your success and like, how many shows you have you're just supposed to say yes to everything and mm-hmm. like know that like okay this person's asking me to do it to do a show there's probably gonna be five people there but i need to do it and show up because like like i'm a comedian like i need to be practicing and now i'm like okay i don't really like doing stand-up i just like performing with drew and making fun shows and like creating fun shit and like you don't have to be doing stand-up to be a fucking comedian you know what i mean oh yeah that's the hardest thing at first is like realizing like you get to do whatever the fuck you want to do on stage and like you and drew like make these amazing like songs and like they're choreographed like gorgeously like if you're listening you have to go to like either the instagrams or like you guys have a website too right with like the all the clips yeah www.housepartyshow.com (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah and it's fucking great and then house party itself is like a fucking like house party it's so cool and like that's why i think it got so popular like because it was just something so new yeah and so inventive and just yeah just being like authentic, like learning how to be authentic on stage but I, I feel like it's like the hardest thing in the world and then to like also learn how to be authentic with yourself like in your friendships and then in your relationships like that is when you've hit like peak growth and like peak not happiness, but just like content of like, I'm really glad I'm at like at this spot. Right. And like learning how to like, I think like a big thing too that Drew and I have learned was like, okay, House Party is a big show in the, like the comedy community in New York. And like, we started to measure our, like identify like we are House Party. Mm-hmm. After a while, we were like, wait, no, we don't just want to be doing like a variety show. Like, so that's why we're like, okay, let's focus on, because we used to be like, house party is about having the best lineup. And I'm like, wait, Drew and I are good performers. Like we should be making our own stuff now that people know what the show is like, make more the show more of us. You know what I mean? Like challenge ourselves a little bit more. And like, that's why we want to do this smaller show and like, you know what I mean? Like you're not just what, like you don't just do one thing. Oh, absolutely. It feels like sometimes I think it, like for me, I get nervous that I feel, I think people think I'm like stepping back. Like I'm also, I'm doing something similar where I'm doing, I have the show at Littlefield, but I'm also going to start doing some smaller venues because I want it to be, the show originally started as like this sexy show. Like it's like sexy and funny. And I felt like it lost that. So but then you're like, oh, but I'm not like selling out this like major venue, like say like Knitting Factory or Bell House. And you feel like, oh no, like that's all anyone's going to care about. Uh, but then you finally like learn like, no, this like this is what I want this to be. Like I want it to be this. That's all that really matters. Right. And it's like, and that's the other thing too. Like you might sell out a show every now and then, but like what matters is like, A, is the show good? And are people coming back? Maybe you didn't sell out the second one, but like, do you see the same people coming like that's Mm -hmm. that's huge you know what i mean like if you have like people who came and like had no idea who you were but loved it so much and are coming back the next time like that's fucking cool you know what i mean oh yeah oh my god yeah i it's it's the weirdest thing in the world have you ever been like recognized 
like out? Literally yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> oh <my laughs> out God. The Isn't it like the weirdest feeling it's in the world? So weird. He was like, oh, I went to your show. And I was like, oh my God. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, are you sure? Like, are you. <laughs> and did you go like uh, or did you just see me on like fbi's most wanted or something like I... <laughs> as you're famously known for being on uh for your past time in texas yeah very yeah i'm a recreate actor i do a lot of recreates <laughs> michael is not a performer right he, he no he's else? not it's the sexiest thing about him yeah he had never been to a comedy show before we met which is yeah which is both intimidating and like hot but he does fashion he like has this little side business called destroyed by dykel and he like does crazy like bleaching patterns and like rips up tanks and makes these cute like little like tanks and like draws tits on them like he's really cool that's so fucking cool i love that and it's true it's like the sexy i don't know about you but like i was only dating comedians before and so when like my fiance came and I was like, Oh, Oh, I don't have to like subconsciously like compete with you. You're not like mad at me for, uh, yeah. doing well on a set, like, or on a show. Great. Amazing. Yeah. Love it. We Here can't it. be, I've never dated a comedian, but oh, no, oh, but worse. You're so lucky. I've dated a lot of musical theater boys. <laughs> How does that go? I've never dated musical theater, but I feel like it would be a lot. It's a lot. It's, it's, oh, I mean, I went to a, a school for musical theater, so I can't be like shitting on anyone because, like, that is me. I am them. But yeah, I mean, I don't really know how to describe it. It's, it's a lot. There's a lot of going to musical theater school, you have a lot of like emotional trauma, and it just like comes up in a lot of nasty ways. I mean, like, in musical theater school, mm. you're like, have to take acting classes and like bring up past, you know, traumas to associate it with a monologue from fucking candide or something and you know they like want you to bring up like did your dad ever hurt you and then like start the monologue and then like you have to like bring up all this past trauma and then you like don't have the therapy session afterward you know what i mean like it's wild oh my god so i i took two acting classes in college and they did not make us bring up past traumas i i apologize i am so sorry it's it's all good i didn't do well at my school because I, um, our faculty, it was all about like sucking up to them and giving into that. And like, I could, I couldn't do that. I couldn't go there. So like, I, you know, I put walls up with a lot of them. So I didn't su- suffer too mm-hmm. much, but we like, we had this one class called performance. You take it your sophomore year head of our department. We had to write this thing called a, my story which is a true story of something that has happened to us. And then we would be assigned a song. And then before you sang the song, you had to sit on stage and read your, my story out loud in front of everyone. So So we're talking about people going up there and talking about their dad, who's been, you know, arrested or like rape or like a crazy shit. And then they have to go up and sing somewhere over the rainbow, like insane. Like people, being graded like, oh, you weren't crying enough. You weren't uh, connected. Your story didn't connect to the song enough. And I'm like, it's a fucking song. Just sing the song and like, it'll be good. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I get the whole thing. Like, yeah, you, when you're singing, when you're doing musical theater, you're, you're singing 
also an emotion. Like you're still a character seeing it an emotion, but that's so unfair to put like children, like to put children through that. And like you said, to not have the therapy session afterwards. Unfortunately, I feel like a lot of times acting gets treated like therapy, like comedy gets treated like therapy. And it's like, no, 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 let's get a professional, you know, on the books for this because that's a way different experience. Right. Well, and that's the thing. A lot of actors, um, you know, musical theater people, like we think we're emotionally tapped in. Like we think we have like a high emotional intelligence because like we know how to like, convey an emotion on stage but that's not true like i think like we try uh, like we you know don't emote in real life that much i think and like we use like the time on stage to emote and it's just like it's just like kind of messy yeah messy is a really good way to put it. like something's like off like it's like going to the wrong channels or something yeah not to be shitting on anyone i've been there but it's it's the truth it's just say the line <laughs> just say it's like yeah sit our uh, stand on your mark say the line there was like someone some famous director was just like acting's just this this and this and it was like oh yeah okay okay yeah right. i don't know how we got there i don't know how we got <laughs> um oh a dating musical theater oh actors. yes 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 but i dated a lot of musical theater actors no comedians yeah no comedians a dj here and there but no comedians yeah no, no comedians yeah like a, a club promoter once but no comedians I haven't heard that. How was that? A club promoter? It was interesting. Um, like a little, like it was like three dates and it was, we never, well, I guess the dates were more um, me showing up to the club he was promoting at and kind of like standing around waiting for him to be able to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so, I'd be so awkward. I'd just be like, hey. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then like him just like bringing me alcohol and being like, you good, you good, you good. I'm so glad you're here. And then like, making out once and that's about it i've fucked a teacher oh i went on a date i've dated a teacher as well oh okay okay i think they're a little kinky on our first date we went to art bar not to be confused with art cafe and bar but we went Mm -hmm. outside um and said bye to each other and we started making out and then he grabbed my face and spit my mouth you are not the first person that has had someone tell me that that happened to them where the person just like grabbed the face and like spit into their mouth. Was it a gay person? <laughs> no, I think it was a. I think it was a. It happened to a girl, and the, it was a guy. I think it was like a straight couple situation. Oh my god! This is gonna drive me crazy because I have like heard that either in the podcast or well, everyone just tells me sex stories because like of awkward sex and city, which I love. I'm I love people telling me everything, but I have like heard that, and I was she was like it was like a power move, and I was like it was is that. A power move, or was that kind of like a little bit like a salty? Like, I can't tell. Oh, it's over the line. But did I see him again? Yeah, because I, at a point, had no self respect. <laughs> like, and that's the journey. You know what I mean? Like, was I like, why did he do that? And then the second he left, I texted him, such a great time. Like, what <laughs> who does that oh man did you ever watch perks of being a wallflower or read I, it well i've seen it but i just don't i i only remember emma's bad accent and that's about it there is a scene um well paul Rudd plays the english teacher the formative english teacher which like i was obsessed with my english teacher like to this day like still talk to him but the the main character was like you know why do people uh, like allow people to treat them some ways. And the, Paul Red was like, people 
allow the love they think they deserve. And so when you're like, I had no self-respect, but it's like, that's so true. Like I definitely was like in a terrible relationship and I had no self-respect for myself at that point and didn't know what I was worth or like what I needed. So you said that and I was like, yes, that's so poignant. That's so on point. Well, it's easier to put your like energy toward trying to get someone to like you than trying to get to like yourself. You know what I mean? Like it's a lot, Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier. But like, that's what I learned from like my breakup before Michael, I was like single for two years after him. And I like, you spend so much time trying to get that person to like you and like, like, like you the way that you want to like yourself. And then they leave and you're like, Oh my God, I just realized I haven't done anything to make myself happy. You're like, no, never again. Not that you should be self-indulgent, but like, yeah, no, but you have to, you have to put that hard boundary in yourself of like never again. And so then it's like, well, never again. So what does that mean? What does never again mean? And then it is being self-indulgent of like, well, let's, you know, try all the things that sex 16 handles and like relationship 16 handles to figure out like what I like, like, Oh, I want like this, like peanut butter ice cream with like sprinkles and marshmallow. And it's like, that sounds weird, but that's exactly what I fucking want. Yeah, exactly. And that's supposed to be a metaphor for relationships, but also just, I really like ice cream. Uh, and 16 handles oh girl you know what i had last night (laughs) oh my god please tell me you need to do this okay listen pop tart (laughs) oh put strawberry pop tart put it in the toaster i was high put it in the toaster melt butter on top of the pop tart after it comes out of the toaster vanilla ice cream on top oh my god and like the cold like it's like super warm in the middle but the coldness from the ice cream makes the middle of like the pop tart almost like candied and gooey like a little crunchy it is insane it is so good oh my god you have to do it fun and fun fact kellogg's is getting sued for their strawberry pop tarts right now because there's more pear and apple than strawberry in them but one, they're so good. They're so okay, good. I thought you were going to be like, there's rat poison. And I was like, back. <laughs> no, 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 no. So you can still eat them. Um, definitely can still eat them. My favorite is the hot fudge sundae. My pop tarts are like, I don't need, I can't even have it bear, like look like breakfast. I need it to look like dessert. Yeah, yeah. But oh my God, I'm definitely doing that. That sounds amazing. It was so good. You have to run. Don't walk. Oh yeah, I will. Oh my god, there's always. I'm such like a 12 year old kid. I'm there's always ice cream in our fridge. Right now we have the little like mini mm-hmm. cones, so it's like 100 calories a cone, and you're just like, yeah, I can have four of these. This is great. Yeah, absolutely. Love, love ice cream. Love chips. Love it all. <laughs> love it all. I don't like froyo though, because I always forget froyo is not ice cream. It's yogurt. Fro- oh, frozen yogurt. Fuck frozen yogurt. Are you you're kidding right? me? Fuck it. I was like, had- what's froyo? Oh, I totally <laughs> forgot it exists. No. Next. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. Next. This has been a great episode. This is great. It was so fun. It's fed by too. Yeah, right? It always does. I love oh, it. So fun. Oh my God. Thank you so much for coming. Um, I have to have you guys on the show too. And you um, separately, if you guys like to do separate stuff too, not to always put you and Drew together. No, put us together. Put us together. Put us together. Okay. Amazing. I prefer it that way. So your show is next Friday? Next Friday. Um, so where is that show? If people are like in the city to go? Oh, Union Hall, October 29th, 10 p.m. Carolina's on the show, so come through. Yes. Okay. All right. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you. You have a great weekend. Go go get a little more high. Have a great night. For sure. Or day. Now it's like 1 p.m. Have fun at your wedding. Um, I hope you survive. Thank you. Bye. Bye. 
Isn't Zach the best? He's the fucking best. Remember to go see Popper's Cauldron with Zach and Drew at Union, at Union Hall on October 29th at 10 p.m. It's going to be a great show. It's going to be a great way to kick off the Halloween weekend in New York City, which is always a fun time. Um, I'm still going through my tour of doctor's appointments, getting all my shit checked out and figured out. So it's just your daily reminder to, if you can, because again, health insurance in America is uh, bullshit, but... If you can go, if you've got symptoms for something, get it checked out. I'm so glad you guys are here. Remember to like and subscribe, uh, share, <laughs> review, and I'll see you guys next week. Okay, bye.